Okay, so um, we have talked about Noah's Ark. Uh, both Don and I voted. That's right. This is it. It's Noah's Ark. It's been found. Today we're also going to talk about Ron Wyatt. This is actually the, the third episode where we've talked about him and his discoveries and some of the things that he's popularized. Uh, now we're jumping into probably the more controversial nature of this. And basically what we're asking today is Ron Wyatt, the original Indiana Jones. Did he find, did he find the Ark of the Covenant? Without any further ado, let's get at it. Nick, I saw you doing some air guitar over there, man. Yeah. Looking good. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? Don, you want to do some air guitar? All right, man. We're going to rock it. out. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. So, uh, hey, these are my people here. This is, uh, this is Don Medicus. And we, we also have the Nick Nolfi. He's not Don Medicus. He's actually Nick Nolfi. Uh, host. Could be Don. Could be. I'm the Don. You could be the Don. Yeah. That's what I like to call Don sometimes. The Don. Uh, Nick is the host of the Catholic OCD podcast, uh, which broadcasts out of the studio. Yeah. Yeah. We so. uh, should be hopefully uh, releasing... Soon. Yeah, this uh, maybe this upcoming week or the week after. Awesome. Like soon in the way the Lord says soon? Like I... Yeah, a thousand well, years. Could be a thousand <laughs> years. Or a day. <laughs> Whatever comes uh, first. Is that how long it takes Catholics? Is it like a long time? Well, we do everything slow. Actually, our mass okay. is probably like 50 minutes, actually. Right. Yeah, that's cool. No, that's good. That's good. When I I'm into it. confessional, though, it goes, it it goes for a, a long while. time. Yeah. A couple of days. Not turning into Martin Luther, are you? No. No. I just actually am that sinful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're, we're jumping in here. And uh, if you want to be a monthly supporter, you get one of these really cool uh, tumblers, these stainless steel laser etched tumblers. Uh, you can do that at pastoraj.com and support gospel ministries. We also give Bibles to new believers. Um, if you would like to be someone who distributes Bibles to new believers, uh, along with a, uh, with a card that tells people how they can connect with us and how they can get to know Jesus. Uh, let us know and we'll get you what you need. We support churches who do the same. So, mm -hmm. um, as well as missionaries that preach the gospel all over the world. So we're, we're just happy to do that. Uh, we believe in it and uh, also excited to have, have you in the studio, Nick excited to yeah. have you as a part of our, uh, you know, our ministry here doing it's, you know what? I, I have uh, family yeah. that are missionaries, and uh, it's an interesting thing, but, like, we have such a, a luxury in America of oh, yeah. being so precise yes. on, um, you know, our, our Christian faith and, you know, to where you could have, you know, two different types of Presbyterians that don't talk to each other. <laughs> because, yeah. But, you know, some of my missionary uh, relatives have told me, like, you know, when you're in... Uh, they go to like Thailand a lot. They're like, you don't have that luxury. Yeah, you know, you find other people yeah. who believe in Christ. Um, so while we have, you know, there's definitely differences. We, we gotta fellowship where we can. We have to unite. Yeah, where we can. Yeah, we do. Amen, Amen. brother. Yeah. So uh, one spirit. You know, there's mm -hmm. one spirit, one body, and. Ephesians. Ephesians, yes, Ephesians four, Ephesians four. That's what I was looking for. One loaf. Yes, <laughs> right, Don. There's one loaf. That's right. Yeah, you have to tell your wife that when she's cooking next time. There's one loaf. <laughs> she say probably say loaf or what? <laughs> so we're talking about Ron Wyatt, and um, you know this has been kind of a, a hot topic here at the studio, and uh, a lot of people have been talking about these videos that we've been releasing. So I, I guess I felt a need to discuss him a little further. And now we've done two segments on Noah's Ark, uh, his quote, discoveries. Uh, the reason I say that is because, I mean, in a sense, he didn't necessarily discover Noah's Ark or discover, um, you know, uh, even uh, the Mount Sinai Red Sea crossing as we come to understand it. He popularized it. Um, people came to know about it through him and... 
Um, there's something to be said for that. So there is a more controversial side to his story, and that's what we're going to talk about today. It is uh, his being the original Indiana Jones and finding, as he claims, the Ark of the Covenant. So, uh, Did he have a whip? I don't know if he had a whip or not. That's a good question, Nick. Um, or, or a purse. That's the other thing about Indiana Jones is he carried a purse. Did no one ever question him about that's a man purse yeah, a, 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 man. Ma- a man bag yeah it was a indiana carried a man it's very so european okay all right well uh you know um there, there's actually a little cover of ron or a, a picture of ron wyatt like dressed in indiana jones stuff if you look him up online i don't know who did that if it was a magazine cover or what but um but uh, but I, I felt the best way to do this because, again, why am I doing it the way I'm doing it? I try to show quality videos so as much as I can where we can look at things, uh, you know, images, videos, whatever. Uh, so we can look at things and kind of come to a good judgment on them um, and, and just out of a desire to prefer, appear professional. So uh, basically, the video that we're going to look at today can be seen at, on, at ronwyatt.com. So thank you to the people at Ro- Ron Wyatt. <laughs> If I could say it right. Easy for you to say. I know. Apparently it's not. Uh, so it, it, thank you to the people at ronwyatt.com um, and Mary Nell, who is his actual uh, widow who remarried uh, to, uh, took that uh, last name now, but um, he, because Ron passed away in 1999. But uh, thank you for putting this stuff together. Um, I felt like this was the best way mm-hmm. to discuss Ron yeah. and his supposed, you know, archaeological finds, uh, which Don and I, you know, we voted. So it's it's locked in stone that that is Noah's Ark that he found. We that's both right. voted that it was. We're locked in. We we're, can't get out of it. We're locked we're in. We're two or more. We're, we're, vote. That's right. That's we're right. Ron Wyatt. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so it's it's biblical. Yes. Wisdom. Um, the wisdom. Yes. So. So, uh, so we're going to watch a video. It's, it's about 20 minutes long, and uh, it's, it's basically him laying it, laying it out himself. Um, you know, it's, it's really nothing to argue with there. I mean, it's him kind of talking about his mm-hmm. own experience, and, and, you know, we'll learn a lot doing this. And, and then we'll discuss after we watched. But uh, I wanted to start off, like I always do, with a scripture, because uh, that's what we do here. I'm a pastor, and I'm a Bible teacher. So in Exodus, it actually talks about the ark in Exodus chapter 25. Now they shall construct an ark of acacia wood, two and a half cubits long, one and a half cubits wide, and one and a half cubits high. You shall overlay it with pure gold inside and out. You shall overlay it, and you shall make an atoning cover of pure gold. You shall make two cherubim of gold. Those are angels of gold. And the cherubim shall have their wings spread upward, covering the atoning cover with their wings and facing one another. The faces of the cherubim are to be turned toward the atoning cover. Then you shall put the atoning cover on top of the ark, and in the ark you shall put the testimony. That's the Ten Commandments, which I will give you. Uh, Now we know from the book of Hebrews that there was also Aaron's rod that budded Mm -hmm. and uh, some manna kept in there as well Mm -hmm. there i will meet with you and from above the atoning cover from between the two cherubim which are upon the ark of the testimony i will speak to you about every commandment that i will give you for the sons of israel so uh there is the the actual biblical description of the ark um it, it is believed that it was by a lot of people that it was hidden by jeremiah uh nick and i actually discussed that a couple of episodes ago uh, so, so having said all of that, um, you'll, you'll see a picture of what Ron Wyatt believes the Ark looks like, he, what he says that it looked like when he, um, when he saw it, <laughs> when he saw it, as the British would say. Did that make me sound more smart? Probably yeah. not. Yeah? Yeah, very okay. intelligent. Good. Until I said more smart. Um, so, you'll see a picture of, of what he says it looked like, which the two front wings of the angels are down in the picture that he shows. You'll see here the, the, the depiction that he gives, which would make it look like a throne, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I mean, God says this is, and this is in a sense, God's throne. Right. Actually makes it look like a throne. Uh, so, um, so that, that's the biblical description of the ark. And you will see Ron Wyatt talk now about how he found the Ark of the Covenant. 
Doing a good job. You got air guitar and air violin, Nick. I love it, man. Oh, he's good. Yeah. He a drum solo. You have to be in like Mannheim Steamroller. On January 6th, 1982, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I broke into a chamber beneath the Calvary Escarpment, north of the city wall of Jerusalem. In that chamber is the Ark of the Covenant, the table of showbread, and several other things that I didn't see. They were covered with animal skins, with boards, and Goliath's swords. Is one of the other we things he says. We excavated down that escarpment. We had found three cutouts in the wall, like a recessed bookcase. We know from the valley north of Jerusalem that the ancient kings and rulers cut these things out in cliffs near uh, populous areas, or where a lot of people would be going by, and they put plaques of stone and whatever else in there, bearing messages. We found the cutouts. We found the cross hole. If you read in the book of Matthew and the Gospels where it talks about Christ's death, it says the earth shook violently and the rocks were rent. Right to the left of the cross hole at the base of where Christ died on the cross, the rock was rent. After Christ died and the centurion stuck his spear into Christ's spleen and the blood and water came out. It went down through that crack. It went on to the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant that God had arranged to be hidden in that chamber 600 years before Christ died. Now, what is the significance of this? Psalm 77:13 says, Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. On the Day of Atonement, the goat that represented Christ as the sin-bearer, after all of the sins were figuratively transferred to its head, was killed. Its blood was taken into the most holy place and sprinkled on the mercy seat. Those folks looked forward to the fact that Christ would die. They confessed their sins on the head of lambs and took the lives of these innocent little animals. We by faith believe that Christ has indeed died and we in praying to God in Christ's name receive forgiveness of our sins by faith in that fact. The reason I dug in that particular place was an unusual thing that happened to me. I was walking by there and my sons and I had gone to Israel to get chariot parts out of the Red Sea. Due to my own ignorance and carelessness, I got sunburns bad, my feet and legs swelled up, I couldn't get in the diving gear. So we were up hobbling around Jerusalem, waiting for the date that was on our ticket. We got one of those cheap tickets that you, know, that you can only fly on the proper date. I was walking along and my left hand just went out like that and my mouth said, that's Jeremiah's brother when the Ark of the Covenant's in there. That's where he says he discovered Jeremiah's grotto. Nick, you and I discussed the word grotto. Now you know. Now I know. A cave, right? Yeah. Unless there's two of them, then they call him a grotto. (laughs) Oh, boy. The Ark of the Covenant most likely was carried out of the temple and hidden in this chamber during the 28 days between the time Zedekiah fled the city and the occasion when the Babylonian army came and destroyed the city, the temple, and the palaces, and all that. that it's point, like the soundtrack to uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> they need a John Williams soundtrack, you know, because since he did Indiana Jones. Busted 
and it slid around, one end of it slid around to the side, and there was dried blood on both edges of that broken lid. And of course, later, when I had access to the mercy seat itself, there was large quantities of dried blood and ceremony. Normally, crucifixions didn't involve a whole lot of blood. However, it is stated that they wanted to make sure Christ was dead, so they stuck a spear in And the blood and water gushed out. So this was a bloody one. It's not ordinary blood, folks. It has 24 chromosomes only. All of us here have 46. So he, he claims to have had it tested, the blood tested. Anomalies that make that different. But Christ received 23 from his mother and one Y, sex determining factor from his father who was not a human father. Because had he received that from a human father, it would have been accompanied by 22 autosomes. Now what this basically means is that his height, his eye color, his hair color, and all of this was supplied from the genes of his mother's gene pool. However, Mary and Joseph both descended from David. Uh, but none of us have 24 chromosomes. And there's a, something else. The Bible says, You will not leave my soul in hell, nor allow my body to see corruption. The blood of Christ is only dried out, folks. It's not dead. When we rehydrated it with normal saline, 72 hours of body temperature with slight, very gentle swirling, and put the white blood cells in a growth medium. 48 hours later, we did a chromosome here. I didn't. I have people who are experts at that sort of thing to do these things for me. They asked me, where did you get this blood? Whose blood is this? This was in Israel. I said, it's the blood of your Messiah. I never saw people go into such a state of shock and fits and everything else as those people went into. I said, that's the blood of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> well, they knew. They told me before I asked them to, when I asked them to perform this investigation, that guy dried blood and you can't get a chromosome count on it because the white blood cells have to be alive. What in order to do that? You can get DNA, you can get some other things, but you can't have a chromosome so this blood is unique, and it is Christ's blood. When Christ was crucified, the Romans had picked a place north of the city wall where most everybody that came and went, they passed on their way to Jaffa, they passed here on their way to Damascus, on their way to Jericho, on their way to Anatoth, and all of these other places, they had to go along these, this road on the north side of the city because to the south, the east, and the west were big gullies. And you had to be pretty, you know, agile on your feet to go through those areas to get away from the city. So they chose this place for the crucifixion. And they cut out three recessed areas into the rock face that would hold signs stating who the person was that was being crucified and what his accusation was, what he had been accused of. Well, in Christ's case, he was Jesus of Nazareth. However, Pilate said, the king of the Jews, and the Jews didn't like that. But he says, what I have written, I have written. North of the city wall of Jerusalem lies a beautiful garden right next to the crucifixion site. In that garden, less than 200 feet from the place that Jesus... That's his former wife, Mary Nell. ...is a tomb chiseled into the face of the cliff. Now we're going to go in. 
inside of the tomb. Presumably because Christ was taller to accommodate him. It was out this door that Christ walked. chamber where I found the Ark of the Covenant has since been perfectly cleaned out. And the Ark of the Covenant, the table of showbread, the candlestick, the golden altar of incense, they're all set out as they were in the earthly temple, except that the Ark of the Covenant is set, setting... He does kind of look like an old Indiana Jones, doesn't he? Yeah. Or that one king, <laughs> Trojan king from Troy. Yeah. <laughs> That's who he looks like. I, I forget that guy's name. He also played... See, look, see how, how it looks there in his depiction? The Ark of the Covenant? Yeah. It looks more like a throne. Uh, but that that guy that you're talking about also played Abraham in a in a biblical movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but he was also the original Dumbledore in Harry Potter before he died. Oh, and then some yeah. other guy replaced him. He was also in King Ralph. That's what he's. That's his most famous. Yeah, yeah. From King, Troy. From Troy. Remember King Ralph? King Ralph. With uh, John Goodman. But anyway, I think he won like 300 Emmys. Oh, I'll bet. To be shown, but we won't say. Uh, actually, they're on the stone ledge right in the same chamber. That's where the angel put them after I handed them to him. I didn't want to do it. And uh, I was told that these are to be presented with the blood evidence when the mark of the beast law is passed. Are in force. Now, I know everybody wonders about what it is, the mark of the beast. You've heard all kinds of rumors, stories, and all this. I'll tell you quick and simple. If you keep the Ten Commandments that God wrote upon those tables of stone, and about which he says in Psalms 89 34, those of you that are writing down text, you want this one. Psalms 89 34. He says, my covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. He spoke the Ten Commandments from the mountaintop. He rolled them in stone. And he says, nothing will change. Right? If you keep that law, you will receive the seal of God. Soon there will be a set of man-made laws best intentions, surrounded by a barrage of salubrious soliloquies and sepulchral solicitudes. That's all kinds of stories and all this instigated by the devil to make you think that this is the best thing that ever happened to the human race and that you could just want to go along with it voluntarily. These man-made laws will require that you break God's Ten Commandments. Christ said to the Pharisees, for it is in vain that they who worship me teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. If you keep those man-made laws and break God's Ten Commandments, you will receive the mark of the beast. 
Now, what I would like every man, woman, and child in this audience to remember, if you forget everything else, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, in full cooperation with his Father, loved us to the point that they were willing to do that on our behalf. It's done, folks. We have been bought with the price. But it'll do us no good unless we go to the Father in the name and blood of his Son and ask for forgiveness and restoration to his likeness. Now, as you can see, I'm a fairly old man. There's been some experiences that I've encountered along the way, some helpful, some educational, some leaving scars behind and all of that. But one important lesson I've learned, when I first became aware of and had reason to believe that Christ had actually died for me and that eternal life was available on request, well, I made that request repeatedly. Lord, I want to be saved. I want to be in heaven. And I want my mom and dad to be there and my brothers and sisters and aunt so-and-so and grandma and all of this. I prayed those prayers. My life didn't change a bit. <clears throat> it was a mess. I did what Paul said he did. Something I knew that I shouldn't do, I ended up doing it things I wanted to do, good things, I never got around to it. I couldn't manage it somewhere or the other. So I asked the Lord to help me out of this horrible mess. And I was impressed to ask that he lay a burden for souls upon my heart that I could not resist. I started praying for that. He did it. And he loves everybody all over this earth. And if he wants me to go around and share his wonderful artifacts and words of life, and he'll help me do it, I'll keep at it. When I started praying that God would change me and do whatever was necessary in my life so that he could work in and through me, to help others come to him and be saved. Things started to change. That's what I recommend that you do, folks. That you ask the Father in the name and blood of his Son to come into your life through the power of his Holy Spirit, forgive you, cleanse you, help you quit sinning, and help you to reflect his character to the point that people will be drawn to him by your influence. When I get to heaven, I'm gonna look around and I wanna see every one of you there. You can make it with God's help. Christ is here tonight. He says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst. Please take advantage of that wonderful opportunity. Okay, so um, I decided to let that play all the way through because I felt like it would give you and you and you the best opportunity to just really see the whole person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and and see kind of what made him tick. Because, uh, and and I want to start this off by just kind of like discussing just very briefly his previous uh, discoveries that had been made and and the way they had been. I'm going to say discredited that, mm -hmm. that he, he uh, and, and a lot of it could have to do with what we just saw. That, that could be it. Um, people will say, and they will push back. He's not an archeologist. 
he's an anesthetist. So he's an American, you know, doctor who is uh, doing, giving, administering anesthesia. He's an anesthetist. You know, before you go get surgery, they give you anesthesia. Mm-hmm. He just is a believer that God put it on his heart, a self-funded person, and he went with his son. Actually, when he discovered Mount Sinai, him and his adult son spent like, I don't know, 60 or 90 days in, an, in a Saudi jail <laughs> because they got, you know, arrested for being on this this site. Um, and it, 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 we looked at Noah's Ark, we looked at Sodom and Gomorrah, we looked at the Red Sea crossing in Mount Sinai. Um, even though some of these places had a reputation, actually all of them have had reputations for generations and centuries of being what he claims they are and what we believe them to be. Um, he, he, these finds are discredited in large part because of the person. And so I guess I just want to say up front, I think that is unfortunate because, uh, the Mount Sinai one for sure. I mean, Noah's Ark, we, you know, we just, Don and I just got done discussing this one. Amazing. Fascinating. At the very least, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. The Mount Sinai one is flat out incredible to me. The, the parting mm-hmm. of the Red Sea, the, the location for that. I mean, and, and if you are interested in studying it, um, get Joel Richardson's Mount Sinai in Arabia. It's, a, it's both a, a, an academic DVD series that you could watch. It's like eight hours of content that you could watch. Uh, or there's also a book. So, I mean, buy that, research it. He dives into the ancient records and all that stuff uh, and and does really a deep dive, okay? So, is Ron or was Ron a trained archaeologist? No, he was not a trained archaeologist. Uh, but look at his, look at the things that we see, mm-hmm. okay? And and that's what's amazing to me. And And I just wanted to say that right off the bat. I don't like that there's a lot of pushback from people who, who either aren't believers anyways... Um, and I've gotten a lot of this people who either aren't believers anyways, or they're believers who just, you know, are, are subscribing to these, um, these, these large timelines, these, you know, millions of years and things like that. And they're really trying to fit the Bible into their millions of years paradigm instead of the other way around. And so here's a guy who just had faith in the Bible and, and, and there's something maybe that people don't like about that. Why should it be so easy for him? Why was he Indiana Jones? Why did he find all of these things? This is ridiculous. It's just hard to believe, period. So I wanted to get that out of the way because I think there's a lot to discuss when we discuss Ron Wyatt and these sites. Uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about the Ark of the Covenant. I have a question. Do you yes. know... This is like, I don't know how much it matters, but do you know what type of Christian Ron Wyatt was? I don't. Okay. I don't. Yeah, I that's a, that's a good question, yeah. I was I, getting a Wesleyan vibe. It, could, <laughs> it certainly could be. I mean, uh, definitely, I, I'm not sure. But def, definitely, I would say definitely an evangelical Christian, the way he was talking there about receiving Jesus and right. that kind of stuff. I mean, he sounded, I was almost going to say a joke during the video, but I was trying not to talk too much. Um, so people could pay attention, but like, I was going to joke that he was like a preacher. I mean, they, they even added that little music at the end, you know, um, yeah. not quite a John Williams score, but like a, you know, kind of like a preacher vibe at the end. There's kind of like a come to the altar, come to Jesus moment, you know, at, at the end there. So, um, which I thought showed his heart. And I want, I want to talk about that right. too, because I, I feel like that is very revealing about him as mm-hmm. a person. So um, here's what I here's what I want to do. I, I want to discuss this the same way that we discussed Noah's Ark, and I I want to start off by asking the two of you why this is not why why he did not find. Okay, this might be a little bit easier than it was, you know, with some of the other things. Okay, but but we want to we want to be real, and I'd like to. Uh, ask the two of you, I don't know who wants to go first, but why this is not, what what was it? And, and just be honest, was there anything that rubbed you the wrong way about what he said in regard to his testimony? He's giving his testimony, so to speak. Did anything rub you the wrong way? Well, to start out with, the thing Or, that, or why is it not? Lay the case for why this is not what, uh, well, the, legitimate what he was saying about christ being crucified on the cross and the blood running down through the rock onto the yeah. mercy seat 
how the heck does he know? Right. And how does he know that's Christ's blood? Well, he found blood. I know, but <laughs> how do we know it's Christ's blood? He says. It could be anybody's blood. It could be goat's blood. Yeah. It could be anything. Yeah. Well, prob- it wouldn't be goat's blood. It would right. have to be um, a human, you know, maybe some human was killed yeah. and somehow got down there. And uh, Maybe he killed the midget that was helping him. Maybe this was his cover-up. Well, you never yeah. know. He buried him. He's like, I bet you'll fit inside his heart. <laughs> <laughs> how do we know he found the actual uh, mercy seat? Yeah. I mean, maybe he came up with it and said this is it. Yeah. It looked like a throne, like yeah. you said. Which, which I thought was interesting, by the way. The, the, the mercy yeah. seat was, was interesting. I mean, I, I kind of like it, if I'm being real. Mm-hmm. But the idea of it being a throne. Because that's the way it's I would think. I would imagine yeah. it be more like that than yeah. it is like that one you have there. Yeah, but that's when you look. Uh, have this the, one here? You can see on my desk. Right. When you when you have the uh, what they say about it, they have their wings towards one another. Yeah. They're facing one another. Yeah. Well, his wings weren't like that. One was out, and one was up, and it was like yeah. And the and the Ark of the Covenant was a symbol of mm-hmm. God's uh, judicial kingship right you know his um ability is the lawgiver of not just israel but of the, the, world. the world yeah um yeah that's that's what it that's what that was so I, I, I find that I interesting but we got to be more negative nick can you be more negative well yeah so i had a couple scathing i want a scathing review I, man well the the clearest answer of why he didn't find it is because it's obviously right here how could he have yes. found it? Yes, that is absolutely sixteen inches. Yes, from me, hundred uh, percent. No, but okay. The the Y chromosome that he said yeah. Jesus had that yeah. he received from yeah. his. Father. I know. I know what you're going to say. So the Trinitarian theology inside yeah. me is saying almost a okay, theological thing. Huh? Yeah, right. God the Father did not have flesh. He did not take on flesh. So. He, there was so, no okay, okay, so okay, this isn't quite what I was thinking, but like what you're suggesting is that it would be was it wait, he said it had twenty He said that it had how many chromosomes? Twenty three, I think. Okay, and he said normally he had one Y. Normally we have twenty two. Yeah, and he said he had one no I thought Normally we have forty four. Right. Okay. Like so so he's saying there was twenty three chromosomes. Because it only came from Mary. But if I understand you correctly, what you're saying is that there would only be 22 chromosomes well he was saying that there was one of them from came the father from mary and yeah. then there was one y yeah. chromosome that came from god the father yeah which god the incarnation uh you know refers to god the son not god yeah the father so god the father was spirit right is spirit god the spirit is spirit god the son is the only one who takes on flesh yeah right so i don't think you could pass yeah. on flesh chromosomes that was a little yeah i mean and see i was actually thinking of it from a different perspective which i thought i know you'll you'll jump on board as soon as i say this but but i mean that that jesus is fully fully man fully god but fully man you know i mean to be honest with you we don't know his chromosomes but Mm -hmm. theologically i'm thinking well you're saying like does that contradict the fact that jesus was fully man because he didn't have 40 yeah, because they didn't have forty-four chromosomes. Well, I, I mean, mean, there's no way to prove it. I mean, I guess you know, like it's just it, obviously. To me, I'm wondering: is there a theological this. issue there? That's one of the things. As a you know. yeah, well, yeah, no, that's. Uh, I, I thought of my mind went there as a seminary student, you know, former seminary student. But definitely, we're both still on the seminary graduate now. The incarnation, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yes, whole thing. Yeah. So it didn't seem right with that. Um, the other thing is, and again, uh, uh, you know, this is my Catholicism coming out. Yeah. But I think, um, let me read this. So I think that we talked about this before. So traditional Protestants, as long as well as obviously yeah. Catholics and Orthodox, but Lutheran stuff had this understanding of, the typology of, of Mary being the new ark, they both, you know, contain the yeah the bread of which, the presence. Which I think is fascinating, by the way. The you know, so the ark contained the word of God, yeah, the Ten Commandments, the bread of the presence, you know, which is the manna, um, you know, or the bread of life, and it contained uh, 
the staff of Aaron, which represented the priesthood. So Christ obviously is the word of God, yeah, which was contained in the ark. He is the um, bread of life. Yeah, right. He talks about in John 6, and he is the high priest. So again, angel over the ark, angel Gabriel over Mary. Uh, Mary, the ark goes and stays, I believe, with David for three months. Mary yeah. goes, when she's pregnant, goes and stays with Elizabeth for three months. When the ark goes to David, David says, what have I done to deserve mm-hmm. that the ark of my Lord come stay with me? When Mary goes to Elizabeth, Elizabeth says, what have I done that the mother of my Lord come stay with me? When the ark goes to David, David dances in front of the Lord. When Mary goes to Elizabeth, John the Baptist right. begins dancing. So when you read the book of Revelation, when John, who actually would have lived with Mary, when John goes up to heaven in this vision and he sees this, um, he's going to talk about how he sees and how he saw the Ark of the Covenant. So going 11 and 12, John says, Then God's temple in heaven was opened, and the Ark of the Covenant could be seen in the temple. There were flashes of lightning, rumblings, and peals of thunder, an earthquake, and a violent hailstorm. A great sign appeared in the sky, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. She was with child and wailed aloud as she labored to give birth. Um, and then talks about you know how she would rule the nation. So, or the child would rule the nation. Yeah, with an iron right, scepter. right. So I think when John sees in heaven, he says that he sees the ark. Yeah. And then I think that he's clearly saying that he sees Mary. I think that so by the time John gets to see this vision in heaven, yeah. I think that. It's a description of right, and I think Mary and Jesus, well, Mary in the ark, yeah, yeah, well, yeah Mary yeah, yeah. with the child, but, but it's intentionally as the a, a new ark, a new ark of the right. of the new covenant, and that's why I believe personally that they were both assumed. Okay, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. showing my Roman pride yeah. here, but there you go. That's my theology. Yeah. Um. Okay. I think just the just some of the story in general, um, and and thank you for sharing that too, because I think a lot of that is just is just really fascinating. It fits in with everything we're talking about as well, just about Mary being a new ark of sorts, you know. Um, but um, I, I think just the idea of like the fact that there was st- still fresh blood there that he takes in a petri dish, he gives it to an actual person to, you know, some of this starts and it's to kind of, yeah, and it's still alive. Yeah, it's like rehydrated and alive, yeah. like. Too much. Yeah. So, I, I mean, like, there's those elements of it that if you're just sort of a, if you're just listening and you were potentially tuning in, I, I think probably your, your average viewer, that's going to make them tune out, I think, you know, so, some of that, that element of it. There's also a couple points, too, where he does mention that he was told to video things, but then he couldn't video, he couldn't show the videos, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, that, I, I, yeah, to, why? To me, that sounds kind of like, you know, kind of uh, interesting. Why, you know, why? And then he was told to leave the video camera there. Uh, there is one point where he shows a picture of the Ark of the Covenant. I don't know if it's in that video. Um, I mean, there's hours and hours hours of footage of this guy. Uh, but he shows a picture that came out very, you know. Like blurry. Blurry. Very blurry. Like a Bigfoot picture. Yeah, kind of something like that. So, um, yeah. So, I, I think. You know those those things, and probably if we really wanted to pick it apart, probably a few other things I think go mm-hmm. against, lend against the truthfulness of of the story. So so now I I thought this would be the, I thought this might be the easier part, but it might be the harder part now, um, if, knowing kind of the, some of the stuff that we discussed why it's here. True. So so why is this why is this true? Do you want to start off there, Nick? Why why is this true? So be. Because Not devil's nice advocate. Guy. Be the angel's advocate. Okay. The angels in the, the outfield. <laughs> um, I'll be Tony Dan's as that from angels. Because I mean, there's a lot of people that believe this. That you know, believe his testimony. I mean, I think it's an interesting fact of obviously the uh, atonement blood had to be sprinkled yeah. on the ark. So I think it's a neat idea. Yeah, like, me too. Okay. That's a that's a key selling point for me. Per, I mean, that might be the number one selling point yeah, for me. Yeah, the chances I like that, that. okay, that the mm-hmm. blood has to go. This, you know, And yeah. it, it locks everything up in a nice, tight little bow as far as like, you know, this is 
the same mountain that Abraham took yeah. Isaac up, and right, now right. it's all coming full circle. Obviously, like that sounds neat. It sounds like, oh wow, you know, yeah. that would be really cool. Um, he had a nice white beard, and I think <laughs> I have a tendency. I think people with white beards, you like people with British accents and are white more beards, trustworthy. Yeah, if like, he would have had a British British accent, I think he would have been sold. Yeah, honestly, like I would have invested in Jurassic Park with that guy with the white beard. I mean, the white beard. Doctor John Hammond. So maybe that's me. So the white beard. Well, they need to remake Jurassic Park, like in a young Earth creationist, you know, world worldview. That's what I personally think. Yeah. Yeah. When they're like, "What's so exciting about this? We've been doing this for six thousand years." Jurassic Ark. Yeah, Jurassic. Noah's Ark, Ark with the dinosaurs on it, but full-grown dinosaurs. Go. Yeah. <laughs> So, and then, yeah, this guy, uh, why he would have one of them canes. Tell the, them the T-Rexes not to eat the, that's why we have several species that, you know, are no longer in existence because the T-Rex ate them. Yeah. You know, this, uh, why instead of having the cane, you know, with the, uh, with the mosquito. Yeah. He would have like a locust from like the plagues. Oh yeah. 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 Did you see the locusts in the new, newest Jurassic Park movie? I did. Yeah. It's pretty terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Freaky. Yeah, which I guess a lot of people are criticizing because it's like Jurassic Park, but it's all about locusts, you know, the new movie. So. You, you know what? They just, it's like, it it's was the to be same story. The first Jurassic Park yeah. just wowed was everybody. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So How about you, Don? Yeah, Don. Y your ahead. turn. Why? Spotlight is on you. Well, why is this true? And why I don't you grow a beard? My wife won't let me. Oh, see, I would have trusted Sheesh. you more. Yeah. I wanted to. I thought when you got to a certain age, you could just do what you wanted. Yeah, right. <laughs> You'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, I, I was along with the blood on the ark. I, I really, it really sucked me in yeah. to believing that. Yeah. And it would be awesome because when you look at typology, you look at different things in the Bible, God runs neck and neck with different yeah. things. Yeah. And he keeps showing over and over yeah. and over and over you know, from the Old Testament, you know, clear into the New Testament, uh, the typologies, different things. And when the when I heard this the first time, which was years ago, about the blood, you know, trickling down from Jesus going onto the ark, I'm like, wow. I mean, this this fits so much with the different typologies that are going on. And then watching him, that's the first time I ever seen him that long, you know, watching him. And you look in his eyes, and he was sold yeah. on what he was saying. That Yes. Yeah. He was yes. absolutely sold. Mm -hmm. And he was sold to the fact that he was going to tell people about getting saved, about coming to Jesus yeah. Christ, about this whole experience he had. And it, for him, it wasn't, I don't think it was fake. I think if, if it was fake, he truly believed it was. He truly believed it was real. I mean, honestly, that's my take on him as a person. Like, because there's but people how do say. You mistake seeing. Yeah. The ark. I know. So, I, so the, it's like the, you know, the thing people say about Jesus, liar, lunatic, or Lord, right? So I, yeah. I think, I think, I think, I, I don't think he was a liar because there's people that right. just believe he was a liar. I think he was either, uh, either this was legitimate or he was just a lunatic you know it's one of those things like he because to me when i when i see him talk and it's not that i'm i can't be wrong or we can't be wrong right. i mean there's definitely times where we've been led astray by people in our lives we really believed them you know to, to be truthful and they weren't so like you know so we we're fallible in the sense that we don't always have the ability to determine that but i mean i just don't see in him somebody who's intentionally leading people astray yeah. he seems to really be sold on it himself and that was something i took note of while he was talking yeah. you know i mean whether the tears in his eyes and the, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> tears. i'm definitely with falling it wasn't just the tears i think it was category. yeah <laughs> there was the look in his eye it was like i just felt like he, when he was he went away still have that sunburn on his feet during that yeah is yeah. that why the tears were coming maybe that <laughs> he was digging his uh maybe he's digging his his hands into his his feet to produce the tears well, you know, know they say when a person lies yeah. they won't look at you eye to eye yeah. and they, they'll stray yeah, and he did with their yeah. eyes and i noticed with him when he was a lot of what he was saying he was just like dead staring yeah and it was like he was trying to push his idea now i'm not saying he was absolutely true i mean he believed what came out of his mouth let's yeah. put it that way yeah and so i mean you know kind of staying on that on that theme like let's let's pick this apart a little bit more i mean not in a bad way but like maybe giving him the benefit of the doubt because uh i mean there's people and and i think probably even more so for you nick as a, as a catholic i mean there's um 
I, I don't even know if I'm using the right word, but maybe I, I would say Catholics seem to be more open to mystical. Maybe I don't know that this is completely then, true. I would say more open experiences, to but but I don't think it's reformed. Yeah, not, against, that, not compared to, to Pentecostals or yeah, yeah Pentecostals. things like that. So like, but I mean, certainly Catholics are open to. I mean, you, you, there's many Catholics mm-hmm. who have a vision of the Virgin Mary or of different yeah. things like that, and and you know, and, and to be honest, like. I'm one that doesn't want to disqualify some of the things that that people no. say, as long as yeah. it's not unscriptural and it's not, you know, unbiblical. Right. Um, An and- interesting thing is Catholicism has this thing where it says that, um, so even like with the Marian apparitions, you know, yeah. Mary appeared, Fatima, or, or this or that, uh, no divine revelation is necessary for salvation after the apostolic age. So that means as a Catholic, yeah. after the apostolic age, after the age of the apostles, you are not demanded to believe in any other, um, yeah. you know, yeah, sign okay. right, or right, prophecy right. Yeah. Yeah. after that. It's kind of similar, I'd say, to what Protestants do. I mean, the way they look at yeah. the closing of the canon, revelation, so to speak. I mean, the, the you know, but um, yeah. But anyways, I mean... I'm one that the idea of a testimony, I think that you will be my witnesses, Jesus tells Mm -hmm. us. And I've said this many times over the years to people. But I feel like I don't want to, as long as it's not unbiblical, my general principle is anybody, and and we've all had people come to us and tell us crazy things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? That we're kind of in the back of our mind, this is ridiculous. You just ate pizza and it, you know. And you had a weird dream, and that was it. You know, yeah, it, it must have been mushrooms. It, <laughs> yeah, maybe they were taking those mushrooms. funny ones. Yeah. yeah, you know. So like, and we've all had those kind of moments. But like, I, I'm one that said that. I feel like a lot of times people want to discredit others. The testimony of others could be for a healing, a miraculous healing. There was just one in church this morning when I went to church, um, of a person that says he was healed. I'm one that doesn't want to be quick to discredit. The yeah. testimony, because I feel like so much of our faith is based on the idea of testimony. Mm-hmm. The gospels themselves—you've got four gospels that are, are eyewitness testimonies of the life and ministry of Jesus. Jesus says, "You will be my witnesses," and so the idea is that we're supposed to bear witness of what we see and experience. And so, as my general my general thought process is, as long as it's not biblical. Now, yes, we still do have reactions whether right. or not we believe it, and we're not obligated to believe. You know, test the spirits. The Bible says, um, and it, and there may be some things we just don't know whether it happened or not. We we may not know with with some of the testimonies people give. Um, you know, that doesn't take away our feelings, which I think we all shared about right. what he said in reference to the Ark of the Covenant. But I think, like, if I'm selling this, definitely, I, there's things that I love about this story, mm-hmm. and I I love uh, I love the the shape of the ark, the fact that it's a throne, right? I think that's super cool. He found Goliath's sword in the cave. I, I think that's that's super cool. Which he he has a little he found uh, it all. He found it all, um, and he he has a picture of what that looked like as well. There's like a model of it. They made a a model of it, uh, and and specifically which we already mentioned is is that really that streamlining that putting a bow on on the whole old covenant new covenant because mm-hmm. there's always sort of that wondering like what happened to the you know what happened to the ark right such a big part of the you know the old covenant and and so what happened to it so i like that piece i think if i'm selling it that's what i'm pushing and with that, uh, we've been talking about this for quite some time, so I think we just kind of need to make a decision. So I'm going to ask you to make a decision. Feel free to comment on this. What do you think about Ron Wyatt's testimony? Again, I want to separate this from his other archaeological finds. I want to give him credit for, for what he did because he brought a lot of notoriety and, and attention to these sites that are incredible. And I think they should uh, encourage our faith if anything, Amen. Um, you can see his heart for Jesus in uh, the tail end of the video that we just watched, his heart for evangelism, uh, for sharing Christ with people, which I will give you an opportunity to come to know Christ in light of what he shared there, um, just in the same spirit, because I think that's what he would have wanted. Uh, but um, but what's your, what, what is, what's your vote? 
did this happen? I'm going to, I'm going to allow, because this is a more controversial <laughs> one. I'm going to allow for uh, a maybe. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to allow for a maybe it's going to be yes, no, or maybe so. Don, what's your vote? I'll go with a strong maybe. Okay. A, a strong maybe. I don't even know what that, what's okay. that mean? A okay. Strong, a strong maybe. That means that's a, that's a like, maybe leaning to a yes. No, okay. well, you got a zero and you got a hundred. <laughs> okay, gotcha. I'm like 75 <laughs> gotcha. to 80. Gotcha. Okay. It's like 75 to 80 miles an hour? Or? Uh, no, percent. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I'm, How about you, Nick? I'm, I'm going to go with no. <laughs> okay. I believe Straight no. I, both were you know, You're sounding very reformed, man. Well, you know what? No, I'm actually. Mine's more I expected from, like, you to be more Catholic. Yeah, I am. They, I yeah. believe both arcs yeah. were assumed. And you know what's okay. funny? No, that's cool. That's tomorrow yeah. is the feast of the assumption. Okay, for All real. Right. There we go. All right. So what about that? That's yeah. a miracle, right? How about that, man? Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you guys for your what's participation your in our survey. My vote is also going to be maybe. And and all, and I'm gonna How be real. Safe. I'm gonna be let's real. Get real. I, I know, right? <laughs> let's get real. We'll talk about maybe. You're the third happened. man out. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing, I, and this is why. Because like, yes, I like I share the same response that you do. I don't know, Don. I don't full, fully understand. You know, if, you know, if you're s sort of on the same sort of skepticism, I think some of that that we've had in this regard, or that maybe you have in listening to this and in seeing him speak. Maybe you think he's a master man manipulator. I, that's fine. It's your prerogative. I can't tell you what to think or feel about anything. Um, it's honestly because I want it to be true. I think yeah. it's it's because like I right. am so taken by this idea of the the blood of Christ, mm -hmm. the Lamb of God, yeah, dripping down onto the Ark of the Covenant. Me. I mean, it's like I am literally so taken by that. I want that to be true. Well, it says with so the he's word getting of their a mouth he's getting a strong land. maybe for me too strong. I receive it weekly, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's for another day. Uh, yes, and the, the Protestant and Catholic uh, communion, communion. We'll do that on my show. Yes, but anyways, I did want to in the in light of what what Ron Wyatt said, in light of in taking his passion for evangelism seriously, and, and I believe that that was heartfelt. You know, that clip that we saw of him there wanting people to come to know Christ. And I think he, yeah, he was a simple guy. And sometimes God does use those who are not to nullify the things that are. He says that in, uh, Paul says that mm -hmm. in, to the Corinthian church. God uses people of humble means. Um, he uses the foolish to shame the wise. Was, was he an archaeologist, uh, you know, an accredited archaeologist? No, he wasn't. Uh, was he a guy who seemingly just wanted to serve God? Yes, 100%. And so uh, we're going to... You know, just give him the benefit of the doubt there, and uh, and we're thankful for some of the things that he did show us. And in light of all of that, I want to give you an opportunity to come to know Christ. And what this just is, um, is this is just an opportunity to express faith. Sometimes people get confused by this. God does command us to be baptized, which uh, uh, either symbolizes or is your salvation, depending on your, your theological background. But uh, this is just an opportunity to express faith in Christ and become saved, as we like to say in the evangelical world. So um, I want to encourage you to do that. The Bible says all those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved, all. Regardless of who you are, what you've done, God has the capacity to do great miracles in your life. And so that's what we want you to know. Say this prayer along with me right now. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner and I need a savior. Uh, come into my heart through your Holy Spirit. Change me on the inside. Make me born again. Make me new and help me to live for you in this world. I don't understand everything that the Bible teaches, but I want to know and represent you more in this world with my life. In Jesus' name, yes. amen. amen. If you did say that prayer for the first time, then we are super excited for you, and uh, we are just... Uh, we're, we're cheering you on. Amen. We believe God has special things for you. Um, it's, it's, it's a big deal. It's kind of a big deal um, when you receive Christ into your life. I said that prayer many years ago. may not seem like it, like, like it's a big deal, but I said that prayer many years ago, and it altered the whole mm. trajectory of my life. Amen. You know, yes, read your Bible. Yes, get plugged into a Bible-preaching church. Yes, you need to do all of that stuff. In fact, watch other... Uh, Christian videos about the Bible, about God, all that kind of stuff. Make sure it's good theology. OCD. 
OCD. Podcast. Tune in to the OCD Catholic podcast as well. And this guy, Nick, he's a pretty cool dude. So, uh, Don, you want to say any parting words here? Uh, yeah. I hope that they take this to heart, listen to it, yeah. and help them to grow closer to Jesus. Amen. Let's, uh, let's do the air guitar one more time, guys. How about it? Yeah, I love it. All right. We're rocking out. Peace out, guys. We'll see you next time. Peace. Be with you. <laughs>